Good morning, this is Bill Young, and welcome to Prayer and Lunch Podcast. Today is Thursday, October 22nd, and it's a feast day of the great saint, Pope John Paul II. And we're going to be doing a special homily that he's get given by John Paul II during a Eucharistic celebration of the sanctity of Our Lady of Tears at Syracuse in Sicily, Italy. And it states, There is a place in Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives where, according to tradition, Christ wept over the city of Jerusalem. The crying of Jesus over Jerusalem experienced his love for the holy city, as well as his sorrow for not so distant future for which he had foreseen. The city will be taken over by force, and the temple destroyed, and the young shall be submitted to the same torment as Jesus, death on the cross. The gospel tells us also on how Jesus was moved when he exalted in the Holy Spirit. Jesus rejoiced in divine paternity. He is glad because he was asked of him to reveal his this paternity, and in short, he rejoiced because this paternity is spread out, especially on a little children. It is right, however, to remember also the tears of Peter. The Gospel of today tells us the profession of faith of Peter in the vicinity of Caesar's Philip. Let us listen to the words of Christ. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jola, for neither flesh nor blood has revealed this to you, but only the Father in heaven. The other words spoken by the Redeemer to Peter are well known, and in truth I tell you, before the cock crows, you will be disowned me three times, and it was. But then Jesus looked at Peter at the house of the high priest as the cock crowed, and he recalled with the Lord he had said to him, and he went outside and weeped bitterly. Tears of sorrow, tears of conversion, to confirm the truth of the profession of faith. The evangelist accounts never spoke of the crying of the Virgin Mary. We do not hear her crying on the night of Bethlehem when the time had come to give birth to the Son of God was born. Nor at Gagatha when she stood in front of the cross. We are not even told her tears of joy when the Christ rose from the dead. Even though the scriptures do not mention her tears, our faith speaks to us about the intuition. Mary, who cries out of sadness and for joy in the expression of the church, which rejoices on the night of Christmas, suffers at the foot of the cross on Holy Friday and rejoices once more at the dawn of the resurrection. She is the spouse of the Lamb, 
presented to us by the second reading taken from the book of Revelation. The tears in Mary appeared in appreciation, an apparition for which, from time to time, she accompanied the church to the journey along the roads of the world. Mary cried in the middle, the middle of last century before the apparition of Lourdes, in a period of Christianity and French that was experiencing growing hostility. She cried also at Syracuse at the end of the Second World War. One can understand this crying in view of this tragic events. Great massacres caused by the conflict of slaughters of the sons and daughters of Israel. The threat of uh, atheist communism against Europe from the coming of the East. The image of the Virgin Mary at Leuven also cried during the period. In fact, it's a ceiling known outside of Poland, which the story of Syracuse has reached many countries. Many pilgrims have come here. The tears of the Virgin Mary belong to order of signs. They bear witness of the presence of the mother of the church and in the world. A mother cries when she sees her children threatened by some evil, be spiritual or physical. Mary cries in order to share the weeping of Christ over Jerusalem and his tears by the womb of Lazarus or finally on the way of the cross. Here today at Syracuse, the sanctuary is dedicated to a lady of tears. But now I've come as Bishop of Rome, as successor of Peter, it is with the joy that I fulfill this service towards your community and greet it with love in the person of its pastor, Monsignor Giuseppe, whose keeping the tradition of his predecessors has prepared the day with great commitment. In a special way, I greet the priest, invite him to the faithful, and to Apostles Peter, stayed in the wonderful town during his journey to Rome. The mission for which he has revealed, received, dear brothers, requires a courage and constancy, but the Lord will reward your generous service. I will greet also all the religious and members of the secular institutions. I hope the consecrated life will shine on the witness to the value of the spirit and will become popular of the frontier apostolate responding to the profession need of God in our time. I also greet with affection all the lay people, in particular all families. This is a year which dedicated that they will be the sign of a society instead of being often dist distracted and indifferent to self-sacrificing love is rather rooted in the faith of the church and open to lift the fear of the words which Christ said to Peter respond today. You are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of the underworld can never overpower you. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosened in heaven. These words Christ expressed 
supreme authority which he possessed as Redeemer, and power to forgive sins, acquired at the price of his blood shed at Golgotha, the power to absolve and to forgive. And those were the words of the homily of St. 